Hey Lifehouse, it's great to have you joining us online this week. Hey, we're going to get into our new vision series. It's called Strong and Courageous. So join me, let's go, strap yourselves in as we listen to this morning's message. Well, if you didn't hear last week, um, both Pastor Josh and my husband kind of gave a little spoiler alert about uh, our vision for this year, what this big S and C stands for. But if you didn't catch it, it stands for strong and courageous. Somebody say strong and courageous. It's funny, we, um, we were talking about strong and courageous at our vision night um, with with. Uh, all the team and people serving at All In. And afterwards, Adrian Borman came up to me and he was like, you know, before you announce what the SNC stood for, I was really kind of going through my head, what could it mean? And um, from what I was saying, he was like, I, at first I thought it meant safe and comfortable. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I think it's the opposite of that, isn't it? I was like, oh, sort of, Adrian, I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, not that God doesn't want us to be safe. We are, of course, safe. Uh, we're in the safest place we can be when we are in the arms of our Heavenly Father. Amen. But I believe that this year God is calling you. He is calling us, Lifehouse Murray Bridge, to take a few risks, to be strong and courageous, to step outside of our comfort zones and, and maybe ways that we have lived before with a passion and a vision in our hearts to see more people saved, to see our friends and our family, our loved ones, the people that you work with, to see them come to know Jesus. There is over 22,000 people in Murray Bridge alone, let alone all the surrounding districts that we come from. There is a lot of people who are still out there, as Howard's vision was, who are yet to know Jesus, who are longing to know him, even if they don't realise it yet. It's true, they're out there, we've got a call, we've got a vision, and we've got something to work towards. I'm going to read our key verse, Joshua 1 verse 9. It says, have I not commanded you? Of course, this is God speaking. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. And you know, this wasn't just a word for Joshua. In fact, the time that this was first said was actually to the people of Israel. Yes, Joshua needs to be strong and courageous, but you need to be strong and courageous. The land where you're going, the place that I'm going to call you to is going to beg for you to be afraid and dismayed. And you need to stand there with me, knowing that I'm with you and be strong and courageous. We have... Um, a few people right as we're speaking, I'm so sorry, who are chopping out and um, laminating these little cards that say that verse, Joshua 1 verse 9. Um, and I'm so sorry because I threw it on them way too last minute. But I'm like, we, we need everyone to have one of these with a little magnet on it so it can go in our fridge. So that every morning when we go and get out the milk and make some brekkie, we can read that. Be strong and courageous. And the cool thing is, is um, you'll get them at the end of the service. The host will pass them out as you leave. Um, but the cool thing about them is take note of the photo because our very own Julie Moulds took that photo and it is a beautiful photo of uh, the Murray River. But what's even cooler is last week Julie came up to me with these cards. Oh, actually I have one in my pocket. 
it's you, probably not helpful because you probably won't be able to see it, but it's proof, right? This is proof. She came up to me with this last week and she said, hey, have a look at this. For the past two, three months, I have been handing these out to everyone that I can find in response to the flood to encourage them. Guess what it says? To be strong and courageous, right? Joshua 1.9, it says it right there. So she's the inspiration. And I said to her, Julie, you are John the Baptist. You've been going ahead of us preparing the way. Um, But yeah, we've got one of these for everyone as well. Something else that was kind of cool. The week that Mark, Josh and I had decided, all right, this is it. This is the word for the church. Be strong and courageous. Um, That Sunday, Jenny Pallon got up to do an amazing offering. And you know what she said? She stood up here and she's like, I really feel the word for our church is Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. And we all looked at each other like, whoa, you know. Would you believe it? God's actually speaking to us. This is awesome. And then one more. I'm sure there's more than this, but Jacob Dawson and his team were deciding on what curriculum to do for their um, holiday program with the kids. And this was before they heard of the vision for the year. And they decided, all right, because it's a superhero theme, we're going to go with this curriculum, which has the key verse, Joshua 1.9, be strong and courageous. I just find this so exciting that it's not just an idea that popped into my mind or Josh and Mark's, but this This is something that God has been placing and stirring up inside of our hearts and the hearts of our kids even before we knew about it. And I I find that personally encouraging. Um, Let's be real, I'm quite young and um, I don't lead the church, right? Anyone notice that? Pastor Josh is the called and anointed leader of our church and yet he has entrusted me um, and the team here and all of us to share and pick up this vision and to run with it. And that is, um, you know, a little bit nerve-wracking. So I am wearing this scripture across my heart this morning to be strong and courageous and I pray that you will too, knowing that God is with me, knowing that God is with you. Who needs to be strong and courageous this morning? Anyone? Who needs to know that God is with them? Anyone? Amen. Well, I'm going to share something that you probably already know about me. And that is that I'm very accident prone. I reckon almost um, every story I share is something like something that's happened. Like, you know, it's just weird. I can be standing still and my ankle rolls, right? I can bend down to pick something up. My back gets thrown into a spasm. As a kid, I wheeled a wheelbarrow, ended up with a concussion. You know, playgrounds equaled cuts and concussions. Bikes, you know. I remember flipping over the top of the the, um, bars. I don't know what happened and uh, ended up on the floor. Concussion. Um, I remember being at youth and just standing in the car park and someone rolls their car over my foot. Um, I think I share with you, but I test accident prone and I crashed it. Like, I don't know what it is with me. I'm just very accident prone. And so when it comes to being strong and courageous, you might understand why I have a few reservations especially when it comes to like getting out there into the wilderness and doing something brave and courageous. And so I spent ages, I'm just going to be honest with you, I spent so long trying to think of a good story to share that didn't end up with me like, you know, 
on the floor in pain. It was really hard. I, I couldn't find many successful stories. And because after that, then I didn't really want to go out and do much. And so I wasn't left with many, but here's one. And you're going to think I'm really lame. You're going to be like, what? That's child's play. That's not strong and courageous, but it's the best I got, okay? So just a little bit of grace here this morning. But it was back in 2019, a group of us went over to the Philippines for a missions trip and we did a few strong and courageous things there, I will admit. Um, and one of them, I remember, it was a, a spare day, a free day that we had. We decided to go canyoning, okay? Canyoning. I don't know if you've heard of it before. Um, it is crazy, right? You're at the top of a mountain. We got um, flown in like this, but like superheroes, like we were on a, what do you call them? Like a zip line, but one that you lay down on. And you know, if you're going this way into the mountains, you're going to be doing something pretty crazy, right? And so we got there and I remember um, standing at the top of this mountain, looking at this rushing white water, whatever you call it, going down the mountain. And the job was to get from there to the bottom in one piece. So when I landed, I started looking around and eyeing out the really slippery rocks, you know. All right, better avoid that one. Yep, that one's definitely going to make me roll my ankle. Probably going to slip over and get a concussion on that one. You know, I'm getting, a, I'm getting the lay of the land. I'm a little bit scared. But we get our helmets on and um, the tour guide there, he starts to tell us which way to go. And so I start off a little bit scared. But this tour guide, he knew what he was doing. It was like he got paid or something. He did. But he just knew this mountain so well. I was like, how have you memorised every single rock? But he had. He was like, ooh, don't step on that rock. That one's a little bit wonky. You know, how about you go this way or just, you know, slide over this or, you know, just sit down and gradually, you know, push your way down there. And it was amazing. I felt so incredible because I finished that experience without getting a single cut, a single bruise or a single concussion. Yeah? I was strong and courageous. I was. I was, yeah? Everyone's like, no, you weren't. I was. <laughs> Perspective, okay. Right at the end, um, we got up to this beautiful lookout. You know, we're quite a fair way off of the ground. We're like, oh, what a nice way to end it. And below us was um, a waterfall and a big thing of water, a lake of whatever you call it, the end of the river. <laughs> and um, we're like, okay, where's the stairs? Tour guide's like, there's no stairs. The only way down is to jump, right? And it's like 14 metres high. Again, other people, child's play. But it was not. It was scary. Uh, he said the only way is to jump. I think we've got a photo. Here we are, canyoning. Look at me. I look at look. <laughs> I'm the only one not looking at the camera. I don't know what's wrong with me. Obviously, I'm a little bit shaken up, but... We did it. Look at that. I probably shouldn't have shown that photo because it doesn't look that crazy. It was scary, okay? It was 14 metres high and I have to tell you that every single one of us successfully jumped off and as you can see, we survived. How good. You know God is real when um, I can successfully go canyoning. I was thinking about this though. I was thinking how important that guide was for us. In fact, I don't think I could have 
began that journey, let alone even jumping off at the end. I think the fact that we'd learnt that he was right with everything. He knew this river so well. We, we knew, okay, when he told us to jump, we could jump. It was going to be safe. It was going to be okay. And it was. But if he wasn't there, I don't think I could have even dipped my little pinky toe into the mountain. I needed to know that it was okay. And the guide was there every single step of the way. Of course, you can see what I'm tying this into, that God is our guide. To be strong and courageous isn't just about going out and trying to do something heroic by ourselves, kind of pushing our way through and trying to like, you know, just be all macho and stuff. Being strong and courageous is actually just coming alongside God as our guide, listening to him and following his directions, even if it's a little bit scary, even if you're not sure what's at the bottom, to follow him and to say, yes, all right, where you lead, I'm going to follow. That's what, it's, that's what it actually means to be strong and courageous. It's to, it's to be with Jesus. It's to walk step by step with him, trusting him for every step of the way. So let's jump into the story of Joshua. It goes something like this. Joshua was Moses' servant. The got passed over to Joshua because Joshua had been training up to lead the people of Israel. And so um, when that happened, God was like, all right, I've anointed you to take these people into the promised land. And this is um, what God says in Joshua 1 verse 3. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. And then he repeats himself, be strong and courageous. And again, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Right? Amen. So Joshua... He gathers all the troops. He gathers all the people. He tells them to pack up all their stuff because they are going into the promised land. He rallies them together and he gets them to the water's edge. And then this is what happens. Do you have that photo there, Peter? Look at that. Look at the water's part. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing, but that's not Joshua. That's Moses, right? Did anyone pick up on that? This is Moses. This is what it looked like when God called Moses to part the Red Sea. What happened is he went up at night under the direction of God. He lifted up that staff and it says all through the night, God sent a huge wind to literally blow the ocean apart to create dry ground. So by the time the morning came, when all the people were meant to cross, the ground was dry, the waters had... And the people of Israel crossed the Jordan. This is more what it looks like. Very, very different, hey? 
you can notice that the, the priests there who are carrying the presence of God, carrying the Ark of the Covenant, that their feet are wet, right? The waters were still there. Let's read it, Joshua 3. When the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan, with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, which is the presence of God, as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far over the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the brinks of the water. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away at Adam the city that is beside Zethan. And those flowing down towards the Sea of Arabah, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off. And the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now that is so different to the, to the crossing with Moses, right? The waters had already parted. God had already done all the work. And, you know, a little bit of Moses. And all the people had to do was step over on dry ground. But here, the priests... Wearing their full priestly garments, covering, covering, carrying a priceless golden box that carried the presence of God, they walked up, fully clothed and all the people with them, to this river, expecting it to part. Now that's strong and courageous. And what happened when their toes dipped into the water? As God says, the water did begin to part and the people began to walk. Oh, sorry, I lost my place. I want to read another verse, though. It's what happens next in Joshua 4, after the people started walking. It says this, Now the priests who carried the ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan, right? So those guys with the blue box, they remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded Joshua was done by the people. I think that's cool to notice. It was done by the people. Everything that God commanded Joshua was done by everyone. Like I said at the beginning, this is about all of us being strong and courageous. The people hurried over. And as soon as all of them had crossed, the ark of the Lord and the priests came to the other side while the people watched. And when everyone was safely on the other side of the Jordan, the river went back to its riverness uh, and it was all done but you know I love the little details that are included in the word of God did you notice maybe it's on the next on and there it is it says that the people hurried over and at first when I read that I was like oh gosh why does it say that let me check every other translation to see if it says something that fits with a bit more of the strong and courageous vibe that we're going for like you know the people marched over in strength it doesn't. Every single translation says that they went in haste or they went really quickly or they hurried because, you know what, I think the people might have been a little bit scared. I think they might have been struggling with a little bit of, of fear themselves, right? Can you imagine it? The water has just been parted just then. It wasn't all night, hadn't gone on for hours. It had only just parted. And these people were expected to walk across, and they did. You can imagine them, you know, the mum's like, come on, come on, darling, let's go, like looking over to see if the water was going to come back. It says that they hurried over, and I love how human that is because I struggle sometimes. <laughs> I fear sometimes. I worry sometimes, even when I don't need to, and I don't know if you do the same, but these people were the same. 
although they were called to be strong and courageous, I don't know if they felt strong and courageous. But you know, at the end of the day, it really didn't matter if they walked calm or if they walked worried, as long as they walked. They still got to the promised land. Sometimes we feel like we need all our emotions to be in line and to be in check before we can do what God calls us to do, before we can say yes to step out of our comfort zones into new ground. We can feel like we're ruled off if our emotions aren't yet there with us on the journey. But in reality, if you don't feel strong and courageous, that's the qualification for God to call you to be strong and courageous. You know, the very fact that God said to Joshua and the people, don't be afraid or dismayed, probably meant they were feeling afraid and dismayed. The very fact that God said to Joshua, be strong and courageous, probably meant that he wasn't feeling strong and courageous. But notice, God never said, I want you to feel strong and courageous. He never said, I want you to think you're strong and courageous. What did he say? This is my command, to be strong and courageous. And they're actually two very different things. If you want to be fearless, you might be waiting a while. God calls us to dip our toes in the brink of the river and to watch the waters part. Somebody say, strong and courageous. Turn to somebody and tell them, be strong and courageous. So um, just recently, Brock and I and a group of kind of young trainees from church, we all went up to suffer for the Lord at a Airbnb in um, Paul, where was it? Aldinga. Um, it was really horrible, of course. We were there with Richard Green. Um, no, it was, it was amazing. We were all there gleaning from Richard and Kathy and learning everything that we could. And at the moment, I've been trying to get into a good routine of exercising, going for walks and runs and going to the gym with my good friend Yana, you know, trying to like lose a little bit of the, the weight I've put on since being married, you know. We know how it is. And so while we were there, I was like, all right, I'm going to continue my good habit and I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to go for a run. And so I did. I woke up early um, and, of course, my husband was still sleeping. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. And so I went out the door and I was running along this, um, the beach, <laughs> the esplanade. Um, and I went for a fair way and then I thought, you know, I better go down and walk along the beach back home and I'd been saying hi to people and it was it was beautiful you know it was a nice calm day but um when I was walking on the beach I keep nearly saying the river but when I was walking on the beach on the sand um I started to think I don't know maybe girls can relate sometimes for no real good reason you can suddenly think oh I hope I don't get kidnapped it's a weird thing that happens to females. It's literally a thing. You're like, you're, you're enjoying yourself and all of a sudden you're like, oh, a bit of fear comes on. You're like, oh, I hope I don't come across any, any weirdo. Like, I, I hope I'm safe here. Um, and so I've just been walking, la, 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 and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, 
you know, I could get kidnapped just randomly. Um, I mean, I was at Aldinga. It's like this huge, big cliffside, and so no one can really see you when you're, when you're on the beach. So I, maybe I had a little bit of merit for it. Anyway, I'm not sure. But what happened is when I was thinking this, I, um, I don't know why, but I looked down at what I was wearing, probably because I was scared I was going to roll my ankle or something, so I was, just had to look down. And um, I noticed that I was wearing this huge, big, baggy shirt that I had found in the men's section at an op shop. And I thought, you know what, I reckon if anyone was and who's just about to walk around the corner, you know, that I'm wearing their shirt and so they're not going to want to do anything bad because then they're going to have to pay for it, right? And I started to get a little bit of confidence in me and then I realised something else. Not only was this a big baggy shirt, but this was a hunting shirt. <laughs> I didn't realise it until one day I was wearing it and Mark was there and he's like, do you know what that is? You know, that's, that's hunting. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm sure it's obvious. I just, just, I don't know, I like the shirt. And so all of a sudden, I became even more confident. Not only was I wearing a big baggy shirt, I was wearing a shirt that said, I am a hunter, I own guns, I shoot things. <laughs> right? So I started to feel a little bit more courageous. I'm like, if someone looks at me, not only are they going to think I have a big burly man at home, they're going to think I have a big burly man at home who has guns and likes hunting and shoots things. <laughs> right? I mean, it's sort of true. Brock doesn't own any guns, but yeah, it's okay. It's, that's not part of the story. It's what they thought, you know? And I had a new confidence in me. It was weird. I was like, hey, I'm fine. No one's going to touch me. No. Nah. They're going to experience the wrath of the man who really wears this shirt. Yeah? It was weird. I had a new confidence. I want to tell you this morning that you are clothed in Christ. Do you know that? You are clothed in Christ. I quoted it before, but Jesus says that I am in them, meaning us, and they are in me. We are literally in Christ Jesus. He covers us. He's inside of us. We don't need to fear. We can be strong and courageous because everywhere we go, God goes with us. Do you know that God is in this place right now? Yeah, anyone know that? But do you know why he's here? It's not because he lives here. It's because you are here. And Jesus lives in you. God lives in you. You know what this means tonight? Jesus is in your home. Tomorrow, Jesus is at your work. Tuesday, Jesus is at school. Wednesday, Jesus is at your appointments. Thursday, Jesus is definitely at home group. Friday, Jesus is at the farm. Saturday, Jesus most assuredly is at cricket. <laughs> and you know why I know that? He's going to be at cricket because I'm going to be at cricket, right? And Brock's going to be at cricket and Anthony and Sharia are going to be at cricket. And where we are, Jesus is. Jesus is going to be in your workplace because you're in your workplace. He's going to be in your house because you're in your house. He's going to be walking the streets because you're walking the streets. Wherever you go, Christ goes with you. It's called the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who is God and Christ and Spirit all in one. He embodies every person who says, Jesus, I want you and I need you. Come into my life. Bam. 
The Holy Spirit, in, in order to say that, it means that you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. So wherever you go, Christ goes with you. You know, those priests who crossed the Jordan, as I said, they carried the presence of God in a box. The cool thing is, is that God is not restrained to a box anymore. He's not restrained to four walls anymore. He is living and breathing and talking and moving because Jesus lives in you. And those priests who carried that box of the presence of God, what did they see? They saw waters part. And they walked out. The Bible makes note that they stayed in the middle of the water. Why did they do that? Their job wasn't just to rush across to the promised land. Those who carried the presence of God stayed in the middle of the waters so that everyone else around them could reach the promised land. Do you know this is a picture of what you and I are called to be? As we go to our homes and our workplaces and our families and our friends and whatever we're going, we go with the presence of God. And our aim is to make a way, to dip our feet in the brink of the water, to see waters part and to see a, a path made clear for those, our friends and our family and our workmates who don't know Jesus, to make a way for them to know Jesus, for, to make a way for them to be able to reach the promised land, which is, of course, our Saviour and our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. That is what we are called to do. If I can get the band up with me, turn to someone and say, be strong and courageous. And turn to someone else and say, because God is with you. Actually, we should say, because God is in you. He is. So I found something cool in the Scriptures, and I'm going to end on this. I mean, all of this is cool. It's all cool. Praise God. I hope it's cool. You tell me later. It's something we glanced over, actually, and it comes from Joshua 3, verse 15. It says, As soon as those bearing the ark had come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the ark were dipped in the brink. Here it is. It's in brackets. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. The river, the Jordan River that they were crossing was flooded. Right, it, it was overflowing its banks. Other versions say that it was flooded at the time of harvest. And I'm just bringing some Murray Bridge news here this morning, but I don't know if you know, our river is flooded. Yeah, what? Didn't notice. Yeah, it is. Go out, have a look. Not right now, after the service. It is hard for some. And we know that that, as, um, as interesting as it has been for many, it's been hard for some. It's brought some chaos it's, um, it's, it's brought a little bit of um, uncertainty. And it made me think, you know, that wouldn't have been ideal to cross a river when it was flooded. I wonder if they were thinking that. I wonder if they're like, oh, you know, right now, this is, um, 
not the best time. Why don't we just wait for the water to recede before we start walking into it? You know, it could be a bit muddy. We don't know what's under there right now. Let's just let's just wait a while, you know. I mean, like, I don't even have my bathers on. Do you have your bathers on? No. Like, we could organise a boat or something. They, they didn't do any of that. Instead, whilst the river was flooding, they dipped their toes in and saw the river part. They could have made excuses, but they didn't. Why? Why did they cross the river? Something was driving them. And the thing that was driving them was the promise of new land, of a forever home that they were, they were about to enter. And so they crossed the river. What is driving us to be strong and courageous? What is driving you to be strong and courageous? Well, as it said in that verse we just read, the river flooded during the time of harvest. Just as our river is flooding here, let this be a kind of cool reminder that right now, today, is a day of harvest. The harvest, the Bible explains, is those who are yet to find Jesus, those who are yet to to find their home in Him. This is the final verse, and it's a really significant one for this year. Matthew 9, 35 to 38. Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and affliction. When He saw the crowds, He had compassion on them for they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He then said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out his labourers into his harvest. Why do we need to be strong and courageous for our friends and our family and those who we are around who are harassed and helpless, who are wandering like sheep without a shepherd, those who are lonely, those who have been hurt, those who are confused. We are strong and courageous, carrying the presence of God so that we can see a harvest, so that we can gather in a harvest, not just see it. I mean, we can see it already. It's out there. It's not hard to see it. Jesus says it's here, it's ripe, it's ready, it's plentiful. Now, please pray, go, step out, dip your feet in the waters. Let's go out and see this harvest. Let's see people saved for Jesus. Will you stand with me this morning? We're going to sing in just a moment. And this song, can I tell you, it's called Be Strong, Be Courageous. And man, it's anointed. Um, It was really cool because I'd spoken with Tim and Jason, the amazing music guys, and I said, hey, I would love a song for the congregation for this year. I spent ages trying to find one that fitted, and it just, I could not find one. Um, And then I was like, you know, I reckon you guys need to write one. And so the next week, Michaela came up to me, and she said, hey, I've been writing this song. And I'm like, has... Has Tim and, and Jason talked with you? She's like, what? No, why? And I was like, they, they haven't? Okay, well, well, what's the song? And she's like, the song is Be Strong, Be Courageous. Isn't that amazing? 
This song has not just been written by the team. I feel like it has been inspired by the Holy Spirit. And we're going to sing it together. And then I'm going to get up and we're going to do some prayer stuff. Does that sound good? All right, let's do it. Wow, what an amazing word that was. Hey, if you felt like you really connected to that word, then feel free to jump onto life.house, click on my response and tell us all about it. We'd love to hear it. We love having you guys online. We even more want to see you in person. So if you're in Murray Bridge on a Sunday morning, come through 170 Adelaide Road at 10am and we will see you in person. See you then.